what's up, EK Nation? How are you? Rob Howden here for a new edition of our face-to-face show. David Cole joining me as well back in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm in the, I'm Southern California right now, uh, coming off uh, the last couple of events that we've had here. I head back out to a Road to Indy event at Indianapolis Motor Speedway this week. We know that David's got a, kind of a month uh, in the office before he heads back to the racetrack as well. Uh, to get right back at it, uh, the Supercarts USA uh, Spring Nationals coming up, uh, another USPKS race coming up for Dave as well. But Dave, uh, good to be in the office, get a lot of stuff done. But uh, it's been a while since we've done one of our face-to-face shows too. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was right after spring break that uh, that we had Jasperson and uh, Gerald Kaisling with Kaysling, the yeah. uh, Kaysling right. with the uh, CKNA and CKNA Canada division. Uh, yep. So that was our last face-to-face show. So kind of been a month, uh, you know, obviously when we came, I came back from vacation, it was kind of busy, busy, busy. And then we went to, I went to GoPro, got the USPKS second event done on the year. And so now we're halfway through, we're crazy to think that we're halfway through that program now I know. and, uh, and getting ready to hit the midway point of the pro tour with, uh, the spring nationals, which will be in June for the first time. Very true. Uh, yeah. In Interesting, David. We talked about this before in one of our podcasts. Kind of a lull right now to a certain extent in terms of national level races, uh, but not so for a lot of the top regional races around the country. They kind of slotting themselves in here where there's opportunity. And the show today that we're going to be talking about, we're going to go to somewhere that not a lot of people know a ton about. If you're a West Coast guy, uh, it's in Southern California or East Coaster. You may not know a lot about the Pacific Northwest, but there has been a ton of great teams, great drivers who have uh, come out of the Pacific Northwest over the last you know, five, six decades, uh, uh, the sport of karting. Uh, the Northwest Karting Association is kind of our focus here today and their Pad Holder Super Cup program. Uh, David, there's a ton of excitement uh, online through social media, right? Uh, coming into the first couple of races, getting over that 100 mark to get things rolling. It was just really super cool to see a lot, you know, this program kind of coming together in a place that has great racetracks and just great racers as well. Yeah, it's always been a region that produces a lot of great racers and and provides a lot of great races throughout the year. You know, even somewhat in the winter months now, you know, some of the per, some of the racetracks even have races in January and February. But again, just kind of like what we, uh, you know, uh, get in the Michigan area and up in, in Ontario, Canada, we got to wait till that April or May for really for the race season to begin at our home tracks and and once once it gets warm enough, you know this program, the the, the Northwest Northwest Karting Association, they keep they they hit the ground running and they get going uh, right away to uh, to get the races out there and uh, get everybody back to the racetrack. Yeah, first round at Tri Cities in Richland, Washington. This coming not this week, but the week after uh, the twenty was it twenty twenty one twenty two I think is the number at yes. McMinnville uh, in Oregon for the next rounds. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great show here. We've got Mike Shoren. Uh, the president of the program joining us here today. A couple of the winning racers from the opening round at uh, at Tri-Cities as well are, are going to join us here. So let's bring Mike in right now so we can kind of give uh, those who may not know a little kind of insight of what's going on. Mike, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Well, thank you for inviting us. Well, just so you guys know, if you are uh, if you want to know whether Mike's been around the sport long enough, the back wall there has got a bunch of those Duffy trophies that signal that he's he's not only been around a while but also has some success. Mike, let's let's talk about the Northwest Karting Association. For those who maybe don't know, can, can we have any connection or talk about ICAF Region Six at all? Because that's kind of you know ICAF Region Six was the Pacific Northwest for so many years. You guys are now really the the program now. ICAFs you know it doesn't have their regional programs anymore. You guys are the you guys are the big show now. Yeah, well. <clears throat> 
we've been historically from day one IKF until a couple of years ago, yeah. and we were probably the last real true IKF region at, that we seriously did IKF racing. So there's a lot of history on that, and the whole region we were originally always in the uh, Gold Cup, Northwest Gold Cup. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> when uh, we split away from IKF, then we uh, had to get a new name and stuff, and um, came up with Northwest Karting Association, and went from there. The cool thing is we have road race and sprint. We used to have a little bit of speedway. But those guys kind of went a little bit independent, and they're a little bit different ducks per se. Although the BK, a different, a little different breed. <laughs> yes. Although there is some heavy duty UAS guys up here. Damn right the there are. West. Yeah. And uh, the and Salem, I'll put the yeah. plug in for Salem. It, the BK is on this year, as far as I know. So there'll That's be awesome. a lot of a lot of the guys from the southeast and coming up to go thumping in the dirt up here in the wintertime. It'll be a great That's show. A, that is an awesome race, man. It Three is. Kids are such a great race for sure. Now, I, listen, I was going to come to the, about that as well. You talked about uh, not only is there a, a sprint series, which is really kind of our focus here, but there's also uh, a, a pretty solid road race program as well uh, in the Pacific Northwest, you know, running out of the Ridge and some of the other tracks, you know, getting down and, and working with some of the tracks in Southern California, in Northern California as well. But uh, they do a great job with the road race program up there as well. Yes, we do. I pretty proud of that aspect uh we have four clubs that are uh, road race clubs up here uh pka northwest road racers pds uh pugin sound road race uh three of them i'm sorry and then um we all work together and hit four or five big tracks so pacific raceways uh the ridge like you said pir portland and then oregon uh oregon raceway park out in the middle of uh south of biggs and then we also hit we'll hit spokane once in a while it's kind of a hit and miss depending on what we can do for scheduling and stuff but uh so we run a this year it's a six race series for the road race and then for the sprint we have a uh, five event weekend but a 10 race series nice. so yeah and it, and you guys didn't ha used to have all those different tracks because some of these tracks are fairly new aren't they right so for road race we used to run at Bremerton, which was an old airport strip, basically. You go up one and make a couple of chicanes and come down the other end of the uh, taxiway. And um, so Oregon Raceway Park, that's about, I think, 10 years old now. And then we used to go to Spokane pretty regular. And then the Ridge in the last five or 10 years, which is, it's like Laguna Seca and Portland and and uh, Spokane all kind of built into one. And so they have the famous corkscrew there that a lot of guys get in trouble with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep a lookout on eCardingNews.com. We'll be having kind of a preview a little bit of what's going on with the road race program for the Northwest Carding Association as well. Give you the dates, categories, and kind of get some, some updates. We're working on that right now as well. Mike, let's talk about all, all the work that's been done in the off season. Obviously, digging in. Uh, a lot of momentum happening. You come up with a new title sponsor as well, a couple of title sponsors as well. Uh, it just seemed like there was a lot of momentum uh, in the region within the, you know, the, the, the tracks, the clubs, um, the, the industry as well. Man, you had a lot of, a lot of guys in the karting industry stepping up big time to, to get behind this pad holder Super Cup. Yes, yes, we did. And we're very fortunate that 
we hold our conference once a year in a nine and nine or ten clubs. We all have a big meeting. We actually get along. So that's nice. Good for and you. Uh, <laughs> we we sometimes agree to disagree, but we in the end we all know if we don't all stay together and work hard with each other, um, nobody's nobody's going anywhere fast. So the the continuity in that has been really probably the greatest thing that I ever learned when I moved up here from California in 99. So it's the conference is always a big deal. And I'd like to throw out there. Yes, we got uh, pad holder. They make the you know, uh, iPad holders for uh, municipalities and, and uh, all kinds of private business holds your pads or your computer in your car and things like that. Uh, they're, they're doing very well and they, they decided to step up. And then the number one collision group out of uh, the uh, Northwest Bellingham and the BC area, they have several body shops. That they, those are our two big title sponsors for the series. And then we had <clears throat> all of our sprint classes have been sponsored this year for trophies. So that's been a huge help in the region and helping out with all this, with all the items. And I can, if you want, I can run them all off real quick, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, 100%. So uh, we got Tag Senior by Hugler Racing Engines, Junior 2 Briggs 206, Odenthal Racing Products, uh, Briggs Senior, Chin Construction, 60cc uh, Cadet uh, Burley Products, T uh, Tag Junior, I uh, Italian Motors, Tag Cadet, Lane Landscaping and Fencing, one Junior 100 CC Augie's Fiberglass, Junior 1206 is by Cheap Fast Racing, Shifter Light by uh, Helmet House, Tag Heavy presented by uh, Excel Racing, Senior 100 CC Generations Bar and Grill, Kid Cart uh, Midnight Motorsports, uh, Shifter Heavy Excel Racing, Briggs World Formula, my favorite class. Uh, CMC more, uh, Competition Motors, and um, we also have Lacan as our uh, spec tire for the year, and along with uh, In City Prints that helped us with artwork and other uh, things in the past. They were our title sponsor two years ago. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of off-season work, right? That's bringing everybody together to to make sure you have this kind of support. And I think it, it says a lot with the people that are around you, at the community you guys have built, and to be able to have that kind of support moving into a season probably one of the reasons why you had so much momentum, I think, coming in as well. Yes. And, you know, I, as much as I'd like to take credit, it really is the work of everybody. This, this series would not happen unless it was for several of the shops actually sticking or standing up and saying, we got to do something. We got to make sure. And, you know, like I say, some of the some of the classes is something they don't necessarily care for, but they all know that we need to do things to make it good for everybody. And so that's the coolest thing. Uh, and like I say, we all agree to disagree on certain aspects, but we all agree that we need to work together in order to make it make it a, a whole. And, and that's uh, that's great to hear. We got something with the whole sport I think could use. Right. Yeah. Just something that I learned. Luckily, I learned kind of coming up here and being able to get along with everybody pretty well. Let's talk about the offseason. Let's talk about how the season got rolling, kind of things getting going. Let's, let's talk about that first race. You guys, uh, a couple of weeks ago um, in Richland, 
uh, Tri-City, what, uh, overall, your thoughts going into that race, the numbers you were able to draw early, um, you know, manageable numbers, good numbers. We're talking high teens in some of the classes. This is, it's, it's been a great way to start the season. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Tri-Cities has always been kind of one of the gems up here. Chilliwack, Chilliwack is another uh, West Coast car. Uh, that's another great gem, you know, and I like to say that Portland is – in, is it uh, McMinnville? We got a really great track and facilities along with the, uh, and this year we're going down to Medford and then uh, let's see. And then Sumas, uh, Cla- uh, Michael and Claudio and them guys, they really uh, worked hard to make their track and their facility top notch as long as well as everybody else, you know, and they, they had a little bit of an issue this year. They got flooded out pretty hard. A little bit, a little bit of an issue. Pretty hard. Wow. Pretty hard. Wow. That was a lot of, a lot of flooding. A lot of flooding. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they they had to gut out their whole, at least five feet, all the walls, everything in the whole shop, and some of the track got undermined from some of the flooding and stuff. And yeah. I know they're working real hard to get that back into shape. And I think they already had one. They might have had a race, or they're practicing on it. So they're going to be our finale this year. And the of track, all the tracks, all the tracks you mentioned, I, I've I've been to most of them. I don't think I've ever been. To, I don't think I've actually ever been to the McMinnville. But the one track I've actually raced on is the one at Sumas. I I love that track. I think it's a it's a ton of fun to drive on. Oh yeah, it, they're they're all unique and they all have their own specialty. And that's kind of the cool thing about the Northwest. Um, Tri Cities and uh, Medford were designed by the same person, but now with the Tri Cities remodel and new paving. It's put a whole new twist on it, and it's it has become a, a more of a technical track. People are kind of used to going to Tri Cities because we've been there going a lot of years, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they have to learn, relearn the whole new book page in the book in order to learn everything back all over again. So really, I even like the playing that. field out for this race because there really wasn't a whole bunch of hometown advantage, if you might say. Yeah. Let's uh, let's also before we jump in and talk more about the actual action, you can talk about kind of how the event went. The first one at, at Tri City, you and I have talked about this before. You guys are going to Medford, right? That's your essentially your 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 most southerly race, and it's close to a lot of people, you know, in NorCal. So if people were want to come up and and sample what you guys are doing. That Medford race would probably be a great one for these guys to to roll up from NorCal, even SoCal, to go racing with it. You guys, right? Oh, you bet. And, you know, it's kind of like that's some of my old stomping grounds. So I kind of like going down there and seeing the guys. And, <laughs> and uh, we got some of the NorCal guys moved up there and it's a pretty good deal. The club has been reorganized and they're really working hard. I know they put in brand new scales and they put in the new scale house and they're working on other aspects of it. And I think they did some did some paving, a little bit of cleanup on that, too. And so they're they got a a really good group of people are there really, really working hard to make a, make it a great race. And I look forward to seeing some of those NorCal and Northern Nevada people that come back. Hopefully they'll make the trip over and have a little North South rivalry. I like that. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. 
you'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at RaceBriggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. It's it, it's kind of different what you guys have going up there because pretty much all the other racetracks we go to, I think, aside from maybe Phoenix, you're all, they're all club and, and then Sumas, they're all club run. They're all club owned or, or at least club run. It, it, it's got to be a, a different sense because we go to all these racetracks here on the East Coast where, you know, GoPro, they're privately owned and Newcastle privately owned and all, Road America is obviously owned by the major facility in Florida, Homestead or, or Orlando. They're all privately owned. So it's got to it's it it's it's got to be a good feeling to be able to to work with all five of these facilities and, and again, not be working with, you're actually working with volunteers and, and people who dedicate their time to the sport, similar to what you do. Well, yes. And, and it, it poses its own challenges though, too. Right. And, but the good thing is the clubs, they're racers first. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they work on a budget and they know what it is to sacrifice and do things. So they do their best to try to, to make it as, as good as possible for everybody there, you know, and it, like McMinnville, we'll be, we'll, we're expecting a good crowd. We're at the fairgrounds and we got a horse show going on. So it's going to be really, really tight. And we're already asking people, say, man, just, just do a hundred to 150 square foot per cart, please. So we can, we can shoehorn everybody in there and get, so everybody has a spot to be in the, in the pits and then go from there. Uh, if anybody's watching here right now and has any questions for Mike or or whatever uh, the guys that we have on in a bit here, uh, feel free to post them in the comments. We'll bring those up uh, if we possibly can. So, Mike, let's now let's uh, kind of laser focus a bit on the opening round. Uh, overall, were you happy the way with the way everything kind of rolled out? The how how was the racing? Was it good? Oh, I 
so we had three kinds of we had uh, wet racing we had semi-wet and we had dry racing and all three in one day too it was pretty pretty amazing um so it was good uh I will say this is probably one of the first years that we had the least amount of challenges with the numbers. And I mean, we had great numbers. The staff at Tri-Cities really stepped up and worked really hard, got everybody in the pits, got everybody their spots. We had some great workers. The crew that we that the NWKA has voted on to uh, run the series, um, Doug, uh, Doug Stevens, our race director, um, Tim, uh, Jeff Richmond, our assistant race director, uh, Aaron Stafford, our flag, flagman, Brittany, uh, Williams grid, my daughter, Catherine, uh, she's the penalty handout person. <laughs> Taking the penalty uh, action. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, um, uh, my wife, Cindy, she's, uh, scoring a registration and, um, we got, uh, in my opinion, probably the best tech people in the business, uh, Tom Martinet and now, and then Brian Verdine, who has volunteered to be like an associate and he's already picked up. They made the tech lines way faster and way, way less complicated and uh, less controversy in that aspect. And uh, I will, I will also give a shout out to the racers. They basically really paid attention this year and, and really, try to make it be on time, get their lineups correct, not not throw big hissy fits if they didn't get the right spot, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, they just they brought it to the attention. We took care of it as best we could, as quickly as we could, and we really did well. Uh, even with all that, the COVID and all the other stuff that we've had the last couple of years, we're just happy to see our Canadian friends come back across the border. Man, that was that was a big, the BC guys, and, and they love coming across again. So it was good. great That's racing, good. good numbers in all the fields. Tag Senior was the big surprise for us. I think we had over 25 or 26 wow. Tag Seniors. Um, and so again, that's that's multi-engine format, correct? That is correct. And we yeah. run, and our tag committee has been working real hard to try to get those weights and get the, the everything as close as possible. And, you know, quite honestly, the top five, both days had five different engines. So, I mean, what? Yes, Seriously? We, yeah, we had road taxes. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll take that back. The, uh, the vortex, I think maybe not, but I know that uh, the Italian motors, the X one twenty fives, the uh, road taxes right in there along with the, uh, I think we had one IAMI made an appearance and got up, got up in there a little bit. Um, the junior, a uh, little bit different numbers, the tag heavies. Holy cow. There was some really good racing there. And nice. um, Hunter Hesseltine in the tag heavy, he, uh, he got himself the, uh, the PR, PRD galaxy and uh, got everything set up. And that's uh, one of Hugler's uh, imports. He gave he gave those uh, tech heavies a good run for the money. I love that. 
Well, listen, speaking of guys that were able to uh, to do well at the opening round, let's bring in uh, Bowden Barnwell and Rusty Lingle. They're going to come and join us here, a couple of the winners from the show. Uh, Bowden, let's start with you, man. Uh, 206 senior, obviously one of the, uh, I think, more hard-fought races, uh, categories around the country, right, wherever we go. Uh, yeah. What was your what were your thoughts overall on how 206 senior was at, at Tri-City? Um, it, it was great. Uh, there was good competition, you know, um, um, what else? Uh, uh, give us an, give yeah. us an overview on your weekend. How, did, yeah. did you, did you flat dominate or, or how did things go? You know, going into the weekend, I was pretty confident. Um, I didn't think I was really going to, uh, really dominate, but I, I thought it was going to be close. Um, you know, um, Saturday it rained and we didn't have the, I ran multiple classes, so I ran one set, one set of tires for both classes, and you oh, know, wow. a typical, um, you know. But um, I'm I'm not big on racing in the rain, but if I have to, yeah. Um, so I ended up third. Um, Sunday was great. Um, I had one. Well, we ended up getting DQ'd in the pre-final on Sunday because. Uh, some technicality um, and in the main um, we had to start in the back you know um, I, I like the standing starts at least for me they're not bad but some people might complain um, so I had a good start and ended up coming back and I won so hold I on. Go, go David go hold on standing starts talk oh, a little yes. bit about that um, you want me to go it, with that part you know, well yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike, go ahead and, and talk about that, and then we'll get Bowden's reaction on on what he thinks about standing starts. So, so we run multiple classes, and so we're always pressed for time of the day and stuff. And it seemed like, and I think this is kind of common all over. Junior two tends to be the most not not getting it right. Starts. Chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we decided to. Since the shifters all do standing starts, why can't the four-stroke guys do it? So uh, by doing that, we've done that now. This is the third year or fourth year that all four-strokes are all standing starts. So and, you know, do you F1 do it like style. Rock Island? Like F1 style yeah, or F1's, Rock Island? Like coming in like this? Nope. No. F1 on the grid. You roll wow. out. You do your half lap. You come up. You set up. You get the flag just like shifter and you go. <laughs> and <laughs> And quite honestly, this I know some guys really don't, some racers really don't like it, but I'm telling you, we eliminated multiple crashes uh -huh. in the turn one debacle because uh -huh. people are I always in and out doing things. And, you know, so it's, like, it's pretty, uh, turn one. And I was able to get getting coached right now. Bowden, you're getting coached. We can hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's good. So it's good. We've done that, and uh, and it's helped out the junior twos. I and mean, when you got 28 or 30 junior twos all trying to doing that uh, 15 or 20 mile an hour in the turn versus the 35, 40 mile hour in the turn, it just makes for a better day, and you get through it. And it's a street, it's a street race thing, right? It's it's. And you know what? You just got to have your game on for the starts. That's all there is to it. Got to have the game on. Do it so, at Rock Island all the time, man. 
yeah. So, so Bowden, do you do you like the, the standing starts more than rolling starts for two hundred six and, and World Formula? Um, you know, I I really prefer the rolling starts, but um, uh, I had no issue with you know okay. figuring out the standing starts, but um, yeah. So, so obviously, starting last, the standing start is a little bit better for you because if you're able to get off that line a little bit better, you're able to get four or five guys before turn one. Yeah. Which, yeah, I did. So, and he did do that. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so you, you're, you're bouncing back between the 206 and World Formula again. A lot of people, I had one, I just actually sold it, I never raced it. But tell us kind of the difference between because the World Formula actually came before the 206. Tell us a little yeah. bit about the differences between uh, the World Formula and the 206. Um, so the World Formula, I mean, yeah, it has a bit more power. Um, it's uh, rev limiter is higher. It's at 7,100 RPM. Um, it, it doesn't quite have a, like a, it, you actually can feel a power band in it. So it doesn't, you know, consistently, uh, pull like the 206 does. The, the 206 runs a bit smoother. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I, I do like the 206 a lot more than the world formula though. I do. Well, let's let's give you the chance. Let's give you the chance to, to throw out uh, about your 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 shop you're with, engine builder, what chassis you're running. Give us some information of of, uh, of what you're riding out there. Um, so I uh, mainly just drive a Burrell. Um, you know, it's a, a specific uh, four-stroke frame chassis. Um, it's it's narrower than than most, um, um, and I we figured it out. It works good, you know. Um, it's consistent is it, is everywhere. The, is it the AM the Burrell AM twenty nine? Yeah, the AM twenty nine. That's a good four cycle chassis for sure. I think everybody's driven one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah. And um, engine wise, yeah, who do you, who who takes care of your engines? So for World Formula, um, uh, I have uh, Tom Egan at Egan Motorsports. Uh, Built my world formula, and then for two hundred six, um, um, I have um, what? Oh, so <laughs> it's okay, Bowden. Um, I I mainly <laughs> I mainly build my own two hundred six motors. Um, nice. So you know, um, and then uh, Dan Pelizzari also uh, he's been working me through on how to uh, build them. So. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's look forward for you, Bowden, for uh, for McMin McMinnville. Is that a track that suits you well? Are you going to be in the hunt there as well? Um, it's not that technical. I mean, it it can be a little bit, but it's not quite as technical as like Tri Cities or you know some other tracks. It's more wide open. It's you know, so it brings it can be a little closer racing. That big men yeah. So bring everybody into the game. Yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's we go from uh the world formula and the 206 to Rusty Lingle, uh shifter cart guy in the shifter heavy class. Rusty, uh overall, how do you look at your race? You ended up getting the victory there. What was uh what was the weekend like for you at Tri-City? Mm, it was amazing. I uh it was basically a flawless weekend for me. Um luckily, right? That's just how it works, but um I have I'm BNR Racing is a great group of guys, and I'm really lucky to be involved with them. They 
just in the pits, the preparation, um, just an awesome weekend overall. I, I was really lucky. And, you know, before we came on, one of the things we talked about was the fact that you guys had 17 guys in shifter heavy as well. You know, that mm-hmm. so, sometimes that's a classic. It can be massive. It's fallen back around the country. Shifter carts, let's be real, have kind of shrunk down a little bit in, in a majority of the country. But it seems like uh, with the Northwest Karting Association, good numbers, of course. As you said, 17 in shifter heavy. What's 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 the vibe like with, with your, cl- uh, your class out there? You know, I think everybody's just wanting to have a, a, a just overall goal is to have fun. And there's a wide variety of drivers in the shifter heavy from new guys to very experienced guys. And the goal is fun, right? Like everybody just wants to smile and everybody just wants to have a great time. We're all friends. Um, and, you know, it's it's the vibe is awesome. It's a great That's class great. to be in. And, the, the you know, the... Um, the NWK does such an awesome job, right? Like it, you just, it's a great race and a great series to be involved in. What now the shifter categories, is that very similar to what the tags are with multiple engines uh, running in the category? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the majority of the guys have the TM, but there's definitely, you know, the SGM is a big part of it. And, um, TM's a big motor and, um, I, I think there's a couple others in there. I'm not sure what everybody's running, but, you know, majority is TM. But, yeah, there's lots of – or I, I can think of maybe four that are available to run. Anybody on the stock Honda still, or is it all just the, uh, like, ICC KZ engine kind of thing? Uh, actually, um, uh, David Shorn was running a stock Honda at 99, and he killed it. You know, he did great. Um, it – they don't, the Honda doesn't compare, right? I mean, to the TM, but yeah, but it still has that sound. <laughs> yeah, he held his own. He held his own. I was very impressed. I mean, that's, that's cool. really where the show was because, considering you know, we're on that 50 horsepower category and he's coming in at the 40 horsepower category, you know, it was, I was really impressed with how well he did. Mike, talk about that a little bit. How many guys did you have in the, in the, uh, the light class, the shifter light class? Uh, we had right at about, 15 or 16 also. I okay. think. And uh, we were missing a couple of them. Uh, last year's uh, champion, um, um, oh, jeez, Becklin. Oh, I can't think of his first name now. Cooper. Cooper, yes. Yep. Cooper Becklin, uh, he, yeah. did, he didn't make it, unfortunately. He had COVID and he couldn't make it up this weekend. Don was a little bit bummed. And, you know, he brought his daughter Lucy up and they ran in the tag class. But uh, I know that. Um, they are looking forward to uh, hitting the next race and doing the rest of the series as much as they can. He's doing cars and stuff, but yep. uh, it's going to be really good because he got uh, Gil and we got, um, uh, I believe Evan Arnold is in there and there's a couple other, some pretty good shoes. That's going to be some real good racing and got Cam Ager in there. And uh, who? <laughs> wow david throwing the barb hey here's here's one thing mike mike and rusty both you guys you guys are obviously in the in the community about the shifter community we talk a lot about how numbers breed numbers right when there's 15 16 20 shifters the guys with shifters are like well i gotta get back out there They'll, you know that, that kind of fomo that fear of missing out <clears throat> is there that kind of a vibe right now rusty are you talking to other guys saying hey listen we had 17 guys 18 guys out there Come on out. Let's make it 20. Let's make it 25. Is there that kind of momentum right now? Definitely. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend is like just shocked with how my phone rings and everybody's calling me and like, hey, I think we want to run your class. Like, 
how many guys, how good was it? I'm on the phone yeah. constantly and I'm a talker, so I yeah. enjoy it. But yes, uh, the vibe is definitely out there. People are hearing it and they want to get involved. There's, there's a lot of guys in Oregon um, that have shifters and don't run. And um, I've been really trying to get them out to the track and just enjoy it. Right. Like um, why not bring them? There's a whole group of guys with Hondas down there that really, really just need to get involved. They, they would have a blast. Yeah, Mike, it's obviously one of the things that you guys do with your tag programs. It's 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 more about being inclusive than exclusive, right? It's not like it's a one make engine kind of program. You're trying to let everybody come into play. Where are you on the on the the weight levels for the guys in the stock Honda? So they uh, are they is it, is it light enough that they can compete with the big KZ motors? Yeah, I think we're a little bit. The Honda's still at a disadvantage, and you know when you're getting into light. You, you almost need a buck fifty driver in order to yeah, really that's true. to yeah. to make the Honda really really competitive and get it down to where you need to be. And the heavy, it's not quite quite so bad. David, my son, he's pretty. He could stand to lose about ten or twenty pounds and still be right there, and probably would help the Honda out a little bit. But uh, he's kind of a part time, and I think he's going to focus more on the road race. We got we got a great Honda program in the road race. That's where everybody's going, and we're all yeah. running stock Honda there. We got 15, 20 Hondas in that, and they're all drafting each other. I mean, I'm it's, telling you, David, Pacific Northwest is where it's at right now. It, everything's a cycle, man. You know, because before, you know, what when Pro Tour started, it was all Hondas there, and then everybody started running KZs on road racing. Now KZ is going back to road racing, and then eventually Hondas are all going to go back road racing. It's just it's just a big cycle. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of Terry Ives. When I first started racing, he kind of said that you'll see you'll see cycles like that. You'll get like three or four years. It'll be pretty big club racing, and everybody kind of says, "Oh, I want to do something else now." So then they'll jump into the regional, and then you got like three to four years where the regional thing is really pretty pretty good deal, and they'll think, "Wow, do I really want to spend all that much money?" Or blah blah blah. And then they said, "Let's back it down, and we'll go back into the club racing," and you get. So you get a three to, uh, from from what I under, can see or experience, you're seeing a three to five year swing typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Rusty, let's get you that the same question we asked Bowden. What what are you thinking about for McMinnville? Is that a track that uh, he says not quite as tactical, maybe a little wider open? Get let that the, the big dog eat on that KZ. What do you think? Is that a track that's going to be good for you? Oh, I love McMinnville. I've never had a problem there. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I never underestimate, you know, anybody else coming, but, uh, I'm bringing it. I, I, I love that track. It's a little bit higher speed. Um, it's a little bit, maybe more flowy, not so point and shoot. Um, and yeah, you got to let it hang out and you got to make it happen there. So I'm, I'm looking for a victory for sure. What chat, what chassis are you on? I don't think we ever figured out what chassis you're rolling. Crock promotion. Oh, you're on the crack promotion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I won a lot of races. Oh, oh man, the thing is phenomenal. <laughs> my that was my Tri Cities race was my first race on it, Good and uh, yeah, BNR Racing hooked me up. It was it's such a sweet experience for me, and that the the chassis and just everything about it was working flawless. I I I think I did one adjustment besides I got in a little accident and had to switch my axle, but I narrowed my front end a little bit. Didn't touch it all weekend, e- even for the rain. I just threw my rain tires on and went out. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network.
you can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. And so, Bowden, who who are the big guns that were that you're racing against in the 206 senior class? We're you know Cole and I, big 206 guys, big shifter guys. Both of us have raced both of those. Who are the guys you're going to have to go head to head with at McGrinville? Um, it's going to be. You know, Riley Miller, Zach Meyer, um, um, if Trey Arnson, if he races, um, you know, um, those guys, um, Lucas Ice in the world formula, if he runs world formula. So oh, he will, he wants the cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what's, what's, what's this cash all about? You got money up for, for grabs and world formula. Oh yeah. So we have, uh, this has kind of been for the longest time. Garth Malky started it up several years ago uh but both him and don humble uh with cmc uh don's throwing out 400 a day to win and then uh everybody throws in an extra 50 a day and then 20 percent of that goes to the winner and then what we do everybody that entered uh is their names in a hat and then we have a drawing for like a buck 20 or a buck 30 uh each day so nice. whether you win or you don't have to win to win money. Yeah. So, uh, and that's kind of the cool thing about it. And McMinnville's more is more the uh, world formula track. So we're hoping to see about 15, 20. If everybody shows up, we'll have about 15, 20 WFs 
at McMinnville. That's awesome. So what, what, how many numbers did you end up? What was the final total? I know you guys blew past the hundred pre-entry pretty quickly. Yeah. What did you guys end up with uh, overall for we Tri City? Close. We were close to the record. Uh, we had 170, the first 74 or 75, the first day and 182, the second day. Whoa. So we were a little bit shy of the, I think our best, um, at Tri-Cities was 385 total. We were a little bit shy of that, but considering, I think that was it was an awesome event and an awesome numbers. Way more spread, uh, even throughout all of them. We all Everything was double-digit with the exception of the uh, tag cadet, but everything else is double-digit numbers, and that's that's kind of the, the good thing about ev- everything. With that. Well, I had 11. That had 11, so. It did? Uh, with, Oh, well, never mind. You got it split up. Never mind. Yeah, we got the sixty, <laughs> the sixty in a tag cadet. They run. Okay, together. gotcha. <laughs> so, are are we thinking maybe two hundred a day? That's a that, listen, that's a number that we throw out there a lot. When you when you hit that two hundred number, you got. You know, I know it's two hundred, two hundred. You get four hundred, but when you hit that two hundred number, that's that's a that that's becomes national level stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's part of the problem i mean mcminnville like i say they, we have a big state high school horse show going on the same weekend so we're all we're all struggling to figure out where we're going to find parking and everything for everybody yeah. but uh the fairgrounds has been really good we've worked with them for the last 10 15 years and we seem to always find a way and like i say the cool thing about the northwest if you if you ask, most everybody will once they get there, they see what's going on, and they'll they'll say, "Oh yeah, that guy can he can go in our tent and come on over, yeah. put him in there. We'll make room, make sure everybody gets a spot." Well, you know, that that leads me to the final question. Let's we'll go around the horn. I'll, uh, Bowden, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, give her that yeah that mute. There you go. What's the overall vibe? You know, you're in you're in your group. You know, obviously with the with the World Formula and the Briggs. Rusty's in his group with the shifter carts. Mike's, of course, in the in the promoter promoter side, organization side. How do you feel the the vibe is with, within all the drivers in the four cycle stuff with this program? Um, in the four cycle, um, everybody's super friendly. You know, out on the track, you know, everybody's super clean. You know, um, we'll get some rubbing in, but. Yeah, you know, right. I, I like rubbing a little bit. It's good. You know? So, so overall, you feel a, a real good positive vibe with the guys in Briggs and World Formula. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What about you? What about you, Rusty? Same thing. It seems like the shifter car guys are always that way. I, mean, I ran shifters a lot in my career. So did David road racing, especially when it, it, it's the heavy guys, right? The guys that have to work on Monday. They kind of take care of each other out yeah. there, but they still race hard. Is it? Is there a really good vibe going on right now? Yeah, you know, everybody in our shifter community, they're friends outside the track, right? We're all communicating and talking. And it's like nobody, I mean, I'm sure we all have our little secrets, but nobody, nobody, everybody's sharing information. You know, it's just common to tell everybody what gear you're on and discuss and, you know, what you're doing and try to teach each other what we know. And it's just a great group of guys all the way around. I, I don't think I can think of one person that it's, you know, that's got an attitude or is not fun to race with. Everybody is high level, just yeah. people. You know, Mike, you've been in, you've been in the sport a long time. Where do you where do you rate the the vibe, the atmosphere, and kind of the positioning for the Northwest Karting Association right now? Well, we're we're doing very well, and I'm I'm pretty excited. Usually, the, I hate to say this first first race of the season. I usually go in. It's like, oh man, 
kind of dreading it. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like everybody's got cabin fever and they got cobwebs. And so right. they're taking it out on the track and then stuff happens. And then you got, you got the behind the scenes issues, which we didn't really have a lot this time, which is awesome. And I didn't get pulled aside a lot this at this first race, a couple little things here and they were very minor and, and I was somewhat dumbfounded, I guess. It's like, okay, I got to pinch myself. This is, yeah, this right. is pretty good. So, uh, and, and quite honestly, it's the, uh, the club, uh, Tri-Cities, all the clubs, all the clubs are represented there. They're all working on it. Uh, one thing that we, uh, Joe Janowski came out and he brought his elect electronic flags and that was pretty awesome. And, 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 um, I'm hoping that we can incorporate those more and more. Each club will get their own set and stuff because it did make a difference. And let's, um, go, to, let's go to both drivers about that. Uh, Bowden, what did you think about having the, uh, the electronic flag program? Um, you know, I didn't pay attention to them too much, but I noticed them <laughs> here and there. You know, it's all green for their classes. They didn't that's have to true. worry about it. That's yeah. True. Oh, that's, that's good then. <laughs> Rusty, what about you? <laughs> Oh, I, I thought they were awesome. I uh, I did catch a couple lappers, and uh, it was sure was nice to see that flag blue. Um, yep. You know, I think some of the guys were a little confused on if the flag, if the blue was for them, right, or not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think as that uh, establishes more, that'll be a little bit more clear. Um, I, I really enjoyed the lights. I thought they were awesome. They, and they and Mike, when you you never talking a long time ago about this. Did you say Janowski was going to try to get his fat butt into a go kart soon too? Did you say that? Well, he he came out. He brought the cart, but he decided. Uh, I think yeah, I'm just going to throw the lights. Oh <laughs> so. man! Oh, I got to focus on the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Although he did, it's so hard he, pushing a button. No, I will <laughs> say though, uh, uh, Jeff and um, Doug, they got the remotes and they were using them pretty pretty exclusively, and they were doing well. Joe did say he got a lot of work done in this motor. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. He got a lot of work done during the week. So, so good for him. And he's taking a little vacation and then heading back, back to Indy this week. I think he is. So. Well, we'll get Jolt and Joe back out on the track. I don't, I don't think it'll be alongside Rusty and a shifter heavy. I think it'll be more running with Bowden in, uh, in 206. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking, you guys don't have a 206 heavy. Otherwise, Janowski would have raced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's true. That's true. That's why we got World Formula. All the heavy guys go there, right? That's there you it. go. Well, guys, I'm telling you, this is great. Again, what we wanted to accomplish here was to let people know how great karting is up in the Pacific Northwest. It just feels you guys have something going here right now. I know I know that when I first started in the sport back in the mid-90s, uh, one of the, the very first race I ever traveled to to cover was at Tradex uh, back in the day. Uh, and, of course, that was IKF Region 6 Gold Cup. Same kind of thing. A lot of big names there. It feels like you guys, Mike, I've got something really good going right now. And that this is when clubs can work together, to have a true regional program. That is about the best our sport can be, I think. I I believe that also. And that's one of the cool things when I moved up here and I seen that. And I was like, man, this is this is the way it was. The four founders designed it and it yeah. works like it's supposed to. And uh, and yes, you have to have cooperation from everybody and everybody's up here realizes if we don't work together, we're not going to have much of anything. And uh, so that's the cool part. 
and and the shops are all good like i say we pretty much have an open tent this racing up here is an open tent racing we have some tents but those doors are wide open also and anybody can go in and talk to anybody and there's just a lot of a lot a whole bunch of bench racing at the end of the day you know they pop a cold one and just uh and just have a good time i love it well, guys, Bowden, Rusty, thank you so much for joining us, guys. I appreciate it. We uh, we wish you the best uh, and continued success throughout the season. We'll be watching those results to make sure you guys are back on top of the box again. So uh, good luck to both of you guys. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank Mike, you. again, uh, awesome stuff with the Northwest Karting Association, both on the sprint and the road race side. Uh, we do appreciate taking the chance to, to chat with us, and we'll make sure that we touch base again before the end of the season. Sound good? Uh, great. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it and look forward to uh, some more. All right, man. Oh, there well, we Dave, go. Sorry. David, David, <laughs> I was quick on the trigger. Dave <laughs> was doing all right, man. Dude, that, that's uh, listen, you know, we've I've been to a number of races up in the Pacific Northwest, and it's you know, we don't focus on it a lot. They don't they don't do a lot of promotion themselves in terms of race reports for us to get on the website. But to be able to connect with Mike and, and of course the racers, you know, Rusty and Bowden, it's it's awesome to see what they've built up there right now. Yeah, it was one of my solo trips with eCardingNews.com was go up to uh, to Portland, do the road race Grand Nationals there. I That's think right. it was 2006. little quiz for you. There was a Gulick race in there. Was there? There I wasn't know. Jake. No, was it was dad? his father. It was his dad yeah. road racing. He, he actually wow. was racing with CMC and the Homebos and everything like that. Oh, Both wow. racing, right. I think, Tag and Shifter. That's and awesome. I think maybe even a laydown class, too, so... Well, um, it, it, it's a great program right now. Yeah, I, when you hear Mike talk about it, the drivers talk about it and the vibe, um, it just it feels like it's got momentum. Like like they all said, it's about getting everybody on the same page and coming out and have fun. And I mean, again, that's what where sport is. And again, that's kind of some of the things we miss out at the national level a lot of times is people are yeah. so focused on, on being the best that you keep forgetting, hey, we're also here to have fun too. Well, you and I keep uh, talking about that, right? Karting is supposed to be fun. And we talk about the pyramid with that really strong uh, club grassroots foundation. Yep. That leads into the regional program. It's not quite as big, but it's all the best drivers that want to challenge themselves in the regional program. Top regional drivers then go national level racing. And that's that. That's that's the, the pyramid that feeds itself. It feeds the sport. It feeds, feeds the industry. And I just For me, it's I love having a, a discussion like this when it just feels like everybody in the Pacific Northwest yeah. all, and, all and pushing in the same direction. Yeah, because we're seeing that grassroots level keep growing at all the. And again, you got four different clubs and five different racetracks all involved in the program. If their clubs are growing, they're able to feed this these regional this regional program. And and again, there's other programs and other racetracks in the area as well too. There's a couple, you know, there's the the BC Sprint uh, Summer Sprint Series going on. You know, I didn't even know there was a Vancouver Island Karting Association. I had no idea. I didn't so again, there's, there, you know, there's that, that, you know, that almost that FOMO, like you were talking about in since COVID. And I think our sports really, uh, uh, celebrating that and people are getting out to the racetrack and just trying, trying to do stuff and have fun and, and hopefully it can continues. Yeah, and to be realistic, it's not all sunshine and lollipops, right? There are some areas in the sport of the country that aren't quite jiving right now. They're, they're struggling a little bit more with numbers and tracks. This is not one of them Pacific Northwest. Right awesome right now so and, and so look them up folks it's a padholdersupercup.com i believe is the website for the series uh of course any google search for the northwest karting association follow them on social media they're on facebook we know that for sure uh, we're going to work with them to try to get some more race reports here as well because uh, as we've said over the what almost three decades that you and i've been in this david at least i myself uh, as a journalist side of it you 
coming around to what 17 or 18 now uh there's always been great guys coming out of the pacific northwest right top teams top drivers uh, winning big races so there's a ton of talent up there well that's that's just it you got to have the racetracks and you, you got to have the industry behind it and i think you know the northwest is 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 you know they've had their racetracks they're getting more racetracks and and the shops now are getting back behind everything and they're getting bringing the racers out and that's what you need everybody working together that's exactly it and again big uh, thank you to mike bowden and rusty for joining us here on this edition of face to face lots more to come over the next couple of weeks there's some big races rolling up We've got guys like Terry Trader from the Quincy Grand Prix going to sit down and chat with us. Andy Saisman's going to talk about uh, the California Rock Championship heading up to Pat's Acres, another awesome track in the Pacific Northwest. So look forward to lots more of our video content here on EKN on the YouTube channel. We stream on Facebook as well. But that will wrap up this edition of the show. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.